right, hello everyone. Welcome to Jessica Payne Live, where I like to say real is greater than perfect. Uh, we have an exciting show for you today. Uh, we're talking about how to launch your first live show, specifically your first Facebook Live. And I couldn't be happier about my guest today because he's kind of um, the maestro. He actually encouraged me to embrace the platform I use, which you've heard me mention before, be live. And, but he's also got a huge amount of experience, not to mention he's just nice and a humble man and is so generous with his time. And he's got a ton of experience. So uh, before I bring him on, a reminder that I will be sharing some exciting news today. So for those of you watching either here on Facebook or over here on uh, YouTube, uh, well, if you leave some comments and stuff, I'm going to have some fun bundles and goodies that you're going to get later. But without further ado, let me bring on my amazing guest, Stephen Healy. Welcome to the show. Let's bring you up, my good friend. Stephen hails from the UK, which, as you know, has a dear spot in my heart. Stephen Healy is a successful uh, business video chat show host, producer of Be Live TV. Uh, he's a live video trainer and author. His mission is to help you use live video effectively, which is why we're talking about it today, uh, to help promote your business uh, and cause. He's also a host of one of my favorite shows and communities here on Facebook called Be Live in Five, which we're going to hear about, which I'm going to encourage you to join if that's one thing you do today. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Stephen. Thank you, Jessica, and thank you for the warm introduction. Um, I don't know what to say now. Um, <laughs> my video... Is, is where it's at. This is yeah. the way to make an impact on an audience, whether you're doing it for pleasure or for business. Yeah, and you're here to help translate this big, scary question a lot of people have right now because I feel like I feel like the, the floodgates have finally opened. People are coming to me asking, you know, you know, when like people who might not even have a lot of experience on social media, when pe when those people are coming to me asking how I go live, I know that live video is starting to make its way and the importance of actually embracing live is now starting to really permeate. So having you here on today's show to help translate that big question of how I go live, I think is going to create not only tremendous value for me, but for people who might be watching, who might have watched the show or watched your show, who might be on the fence. So, but first things first, what what inspired you to jump in and early into live video streaming? Because you've actually been doing it for a while. Uh, yeah, I started back in 2015. Um, back then, uh, there was a program that came out which was called Blab, B-L-A-B. And yep. about three or 400 people uh, who are still connected today all met on that platform. And that changed it for everybody because that was a platform where you had four people on screen all be able to talk together and have an engaged audience. And that's where the journey began. Yeah. And quite a journey since then. Um, but we've kept in touch with everybody and we're going into the shows and we have fun. And broadcasting live is, is the best networking you can get. Uh, yeah. If I think about it, I go to local networking meetings and I meet, say, 10, 20 people. Mm -hmm. Live, I can meet hundreds and right. I can make connection afterwards because we're doing the live show now but right. this is the beginning of the journey this is not the end after right. the show uh generally what happens is we go back and we look at people who have commented and liked and acknowledge that and it's building a network one step at a time 
that's a smart way to, to look uh, to look at it. And uh, for me, I immediately think, oh, that's beautiful rationale. Again, if you're on the fence, uh, if one business person to another, we all like to know what is a better way to network. So here are sage words from Stephen saying, you know, not just our offline networking, but the fact that actually using this platform can help whether it's bring in leads or grow your following or just create, just start relationships. I'm finding just start conversations. Um, it, it seems to serve serve us well. Speaking of which, um, I want to say hi to our viewers. We have a few on. Uh, looks like Rob Wheat, such a. Uh, if it's still me and we're still live, uh, Jessica disappeared. I'm sure she'll be back in a moment. Um, and I'm tracking the live feed. Um, right, okay. Uh, I mean, Jessica and I connected on uh, BeLive.tv, which is where Jessica is broadcasting from today. And BeLive.tv allows you to go on screen, just as I am now, one person, or when Jessica was with me, two people, or three people on screen, allows you to broadcast 24-7 around the globe. And it is a place to meet people. I've met people from America, Canada, Mexico, South Africa, Australia, Pakistan. Well, too many countries to mention. And if you want to reach out outside your own country, then live video is the best way to do it because the audience is global. And uh, it is the fact that if you go live, you will find an audience and do it step by step. Start off with friends, then friends of friends. And then before you know it, you've got uh, a loyal audience, not audience really. Um, when I do a show, I do a live show. I like the audience to become participants. And hello. Am I back? You're back, yeah. All right. See everyone, <laughs> see how easy he makes it look. Stephen Healy, the master. So you just demonstrated a beautiful thing, how anything can happen on live streaming and to great partnerships. Uh, and you, the fact that you just kind of took that up and ran with it was beautiful. So thank you for letting uh, the audience know that I had dropped away as I had. But it sounds like you can hear me well. Let me know if you can't hear me or if I drop away again. And we'll keep this moving but it sounds like you can hear me okay now right Stephen? It, it, totally and I, I'm noticing a change on the uh, screen here so okay but I oh, with, with you, my name that's right you were caught by an update I think I was <laughs> was I okay D who knows <laughs> all right well we are back um I wanted to say a quick shout out to our viewers right now we have Rob Wheat and we have uh Nancy Prill Nancy is None other than my mom, and she's a loyal viewer. She's getting the wave, uh, which is fantastic. It's been beautiful to to actually. My mom uses social media quite a bit, and it's it's a beautiful thing to have. In fact, when I lived abroad in the UK for two years, um, Skype and Facebook were a tremendous value to us because we had that huge time difference, and it allowed us to connect. So I had never really embraced social media that way but um it kind of uh i fell back in love with it as a platform um and being able to connect for that simple reason of of 
of being able to to connect with family back home. So um, shout out to our viewers. I mean, it's, it's great for that, in, for keeping in touch with family because yes. you can do it. And uh, it's essentially, it's free. Right. That's the beauty of social media, Facebook and uh, Google and yes. other things as well. So um, thanks for sharing uh, a little bit about uh, you embracing live video. Um, I think right now, it, it, what advice would you give to someone thinking of starting a live show right now off the cuff? Right. Okay. Uh, the thing is, just three words. Just do it. I mean, the, the just do it is the thing to do. Um, if you're thinking about it, then you carry on thinking. If you actually do something, then you're moving forward. Now, the thing is that we are quite possibly too shy to do it, or we don't think we're going to look right or sound right, or we're going to have a problem. And the thing is that on live video, all you have to do is be yourself. And you're not acting. You can't you can't act on live video because somebody will catch you out. So you've got to be yourself. And the other thing is you need to practice. Now, before you go live on camera for the first time, uh, open a Facebook group and then invite a friend into the Facebook group. At this stage, a good friend. Go live into the group and get them they could join you on camera too, but get them to give you constructive criticism, criticism afterwards so you can talk about it. And you will see on the recording what you look and sound like okay. and changes if you want to. But essentially what we're talking about is it's you that's broadcasting. And once you've got one friend in there, then invite more friends until you've got a small audience of people that you know and just keep practicing. The more you live broadcast, the easier it gets, doesn't it? And it does. Yeah, no, I'm here. Um, I was sort of taking notes as you were saying that the more the more you do, the, the easier it gets. I mean, and I think uh, if anyone can speak to that, it, uh, you can. I, I get nervous before every show. I mean, I think part of that is realization like today, like there will be technical glitches. Um, but what you've taught me and, and what I've learned from watching other hosts is just like if you can roll with it, that is almost the best Next to the information you're sharing, that is almost the best quality you can bring to a show. Would you agree? I, I, I totally agree. I mean, it's it's persistence pays. I mean, this technology, if you looked at it, it shouldn't really work, but it does. <laughs> Somehow it works. Just think, think about it. You're, you're, you're sat at home. I'm sat at home. Yeah. And our two pictures are being merged, sent out to Facebook, and it's magical. Yeah. And occasionally... Because we are pioneers, it's going to go wrong. And when it does go wrong, don't panic. Just <laughs> come back in. Yeah. Is that we're all learning all the time. I and mean, there's always something new, as we were saying earlier today. Be yeah. like innovating. And that's brilliant. Yeah. And as long as it's like it's the whole duck feet underwater. It's like you know that you're kicking your duck feet. But on top of the surface of the water, you just you're cruising. Right. So sometimes they don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Like, okay, I've gone down or, oh, my guest is, has disappeared. Or last week I saw there was a guest who came on and he looked like the Incredible Hulk. He was like all green. So, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. he did that on purpose, but it, it was, no, that was on purpose. an image we could have, well, anyway, we yeah. all have ways of appearing on camera. Yeah. Uh, but I think that you're right. I mean, 
before any show, you're going to have nerves. And yeah. that's because that, what's, that gives you the energy to actually do the show itself. If, you, if yeah. you're nervous before the show, then you've lost something. Yeah. Uh, and in the, in the initial stages, you'll be nervous because you don't know what to do. And then as you do more and more, those nerves disappear and to be replaced by anticipation. Because when you do go live, you know you're actually potentially speaking to a global audience. But That's you're right. getting your message out and telling you. Well, the other thing, uh, you asked me earlier uh, about doing this. Every show uh, should tell a story, mm-hmm. have a theme. And yes. you've got a theme today, which, which we're running to. And I know what's going to happen during the show. Mm-hmm. She wrote it down. So that means that when we do go through the show, we're going through it in a structured way. And having a structure, having a plan for the show works well. And I just saw your questions last night and I thought, brilliant. I'm good to go. Yes. Uh, my, my, I can't unlearn uh, one of the first rules I, I learned in, in, at university and in my professional life is prepare, prepare, prepare. So, um, you know, I've been guests on shows and I don't get questions in advance and, and that's okay. But I'm like, it, for me, my style is to send, send questions in advance only so you can, you know, I like to marinate on things. So it's really just like, Hey, here's what I'm interested in. Here's what I think we should talk about. Um, uh, let, let's see if we can hit some of these questions. Um, speaking of which, I think a lot of people are, are wondering about this next one. What is a, and how do I want to ask this? Okay. Let's let's set up some entry because I actually want to know a lot of people are jumping to live streaming and I think over the next couple of weeks and, and early next year, we're going to see a lot of people trying it for the first time as someone who might be embracing it now. Is there a negative trend or a common mistake or a rookie mistake you're seeing? And what advice would you have to new hosts or even maybe experienced hosts who are doing this? Um, is there something that's jumping out that makes you go? that you wish you wouldn't see new hosts do? There are two things. I've just done one of them. Yeah. One is when you're actually on camera, don't use your hands to express yourself because oh. it's difficult for the camera to pick that up and for it to look right, and it just annoys people. So don't use your hands when you're on camera. That's the first one. And the second thing is, and this, this is the one that this is more difficult, and it comes with time and with practice. I, I can see you on the screen. Mm-hmm. my eyes are actually looking at the camera because right. the, it's my face on the camera that people will see. And if I was looking to the side, right. then exactly so, yeah. then your concentration is not on the people watching. And it, take, it takes a while because we, we all want to look at the, our, the tab on the, on the, on the screen, mm-hmm. looking at the camera. Now, that takes practice, comes with time. Uh, I think that it's not a bugbear. It's just people are not used to doing it. Yeah. It it just takes time, doesn't it? I'll make eye contact is the second tip. I've caught myself. This is something I'm learning. So today I was like, I'm going to make eye contact because, uh, and here's the thing, as people running a show, like we're kind of looking down. I I think I'm going to dub it like top of head syndrome. Yeah. I think what we're going to see are a lot of, top of heads or on when p- people do sort of a smartphone, it's like up the nose. So I feel like, um, and these are just rookie mistakes, right? Cause we're not used to holding and we're not, you know, we didn't go to film school. Like that's the funny thing about this medium. It's like, 
we're only <laughs> shooting based off of what we've been exposed to and we're not Steven Spielberg. So lots of top of heads, up the nose, I feel are two trends. But you're saying your big tip for that is just remember to make eye contact. Simple as that, right? And, and just practice. And the, the thing about that is just watch yourself back. What, I know most, most people don't, uh, don't catch watch the replays. Uh, <laughs> right. And I, I always get told off for watching some of my replays because, well, only for the reason that I'm watching myself on screen. <laughs> you should do it occasionally. Uh, and of course. What you see over time, if you... We've done the two years of shows on the, on Loving for Britain, which is on, uh -huh. and that's 104 episodes this week. Congratulations! And if, you, if you look at episode one, and you look at the episodes now, on episode one you saw four people who had just found out they could broadcast live and were doing it, and now you've got four people who are comfortable on camera can talk yeah. about under the sun, and that that's just come from practice and. The other thing we've you've got to own your mistakes. If you fluff it, it doesn't yeah. matter because we're not we're not here to watch a Shakespeare play. No word perfect. Thank, thank God, because that's not what you're getting. I'm a huge fan, but that's that's great advice. Yeah, I mean there will be mistakes, and being able to adapt and overcome sounds like it's another good tip. Yeah, it's it's practice yeah and the, the, the thing about that is if we, we're going back for a moment as i am today i mean this is an unusual experience for me because i'm usually in the production center yeah I, i'm on the guest i'm in the guest room and how does how does it feel the decor is totally different yeah it's, it's not as busy there aren't any buttons i can press i can't break anything from here <laughs> and it is if you go as a guest on other people's shows, then mm -hmm. you're friends. And if you're making friends, if you go on their shows, you can invite them onto your show. That's right. And then you get a virtuous circle because people are actually becoming friends using live video. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where, I mean, I, I, I'm blown away by the fact that since this live video started over two years ago, I've made over 500 friends. And I can name them all. I can't, but I can name most of them. And this is this is the most beautiful way of networking, isn't and it? Yeah. If you look at the um, the Be Live in Five, which you mentioned earlier, which is four shows a week. Right. Shows. First show is hosted in Canada. The second show is host, hosted in the UK. The third show is hosted in Australia, and the Friday show is hosted in South Africa. So we're going across four continents, and it's just. The technology is just amazing and the networking and the people that I've met. So I just want to give a quick shout out. Absolutely. Derry Burroughs, Tina Shang, Adele Palmer, and of course, Brigetti. Ah, I love Brigetti. She's fantastic. <laughs> My goal is to have her on, on the show at some point. So I'm going to put your handle up. That's a perfect time for that. If uh, and I'll put this in the link in the comments, folks. But if you're actually keen to watch Stephen's show or to meet all of these fantastic people, all of whom are incredibly generous with their time, very, very smart at what they do and have beautiful, um, well-developed sort of personal and professional brands, I like to learn by example. So Stephen ha has, keeps amazing company um, and the show is called Be Live in Five and you can actually uh, find that right here on Facebook or if you're watching here 
on YouTube, jump over to Facebook and follow. So um, perfect. Um, so you've been sharing a lot of really great advice and um, I've got another another question, but a quick shout out to Pepe. Hey, I see you're you're just joining us. I want to say hi to everyone joining us. Uh, where are you joining us from, Pepe? I'm not. I don't know if I know. I know Rob is Midwest here in the UK. Nancy is down in Southern California. But I'd love to give a shout out to where you are hailing from, Pepe. So write in the comments where where you're watching us. And if you have a question for Stephen, he's here. Let's ask. So leave it in the comments, and we'll make we'll make sure to to ask that. Um, so jumping on, we just talked about some negative trends and maybe what we can do to, as new hosts or maybe sage hosts who have some certain habits to fix, what are some positive trends, uh, maybe some new trends that you're seeing? Are there some really cool hacks or tricks you're seeing uh, from hosts who are sort of trying to make waves in terms of live streaming? It could be styles or tricks. Is there anything you're seeing? Uh, I think increasingly people are actually trying to interact more. Hmm. making use of bots now that might seem counterintuitive yeah um it, which it is because a bot is a piece of software which does the job that it's asked to fair enough the, the thing is that you can use uh, a chat bot to make them more interactive at the moment people can comment and they can ask questions and that's brilliant but if you can also take them off to a conversation which can happen after the show so they can speak to you directly or you can take them off uh, to something, a blog that you've written, or you can take them off to a course that you've done during the show without distracting from what you're doing. Now, we are live on camera now, and the worst thing in the world that can happen is that somebody asks us to go and fix something elsewhere, and <laughs> your concentration goes for a moment. Because you're using bots, if somebody wants information elsewhere, you can just say, type in info, and it will take you to my messenger. And I'll speak to you after the show. You can also say, uh, type in guest, and you can be a guest on the show. It can also say, I've got a new course out. Here's a, a link to the course. Now, doing a show later where I'm giving courses away. And anybody who types the word Udemy in, uh, in the comments will get a free copy of the course. So bots are, in 2018, along with live video, going to be the areas in which you're actually going to be able to make greater contact. Yeah. And Although a bot will, I, I love saying this because I, I love the film. Uh, bots make first contact. Yeah, I love that. Great. I'm going back, back away with Jody, and uh, that was first contact with aliens. This is first contact with potential friends. Uh, bots are great for doing that, for opening the conversation, providing mm -hmm. you go back afterwards and continue the conversation. Um, and the building of a messenger list. If we go from a practical business point of view here. Mm -hmm. Years we've been told that the money is in the list. Now, right. when people say the money is in the list, they're talking about your email list. And if you're in business, the thing that you're targeting is getting people to subscribe to your newsletter. Right. So it them on a regular basis. That's brilliant. Yes. Yeah. But if you look at the open rates on uh, email, if you're getting 14 to 20%, you're doing fantastic. Because people don't react to email the same as they used to. That's right. You know what? The, do you want to guess what the open rate is on messenger bots? If you oh, said, I'm going to guess it's something obscene, like it, crazy, right? What is it? Right. Like, okay. If you if, if you before the show send out uh, a card 
which is your show card and say, right, okay, we're going, we are live now. Yeah. Over 80% of the people actually look at it. And 80, eight zero. Zero. The last one was 83. So I'm, I'm winding it down a bit. But 83% of people will actually look at the card. Now, that's greater interaction because you can actually say, they've looked at the card, I'm going to speak to them. They've looked at the card, I'm going to speak to them. So you, it, the bot started it, but you're actually continuing the conversation. Right. And the open, the open rates on bots are just through the roof, really. So yeah. that's the reason to go for bots. And for those of you who might be wondering, what is a bot? Bot is short probably for robot, but, um, but, but it is essentially, and, and again, if you're just launching your show, this is maybe step three. Just get, just do it as Steve, just get on there. Just, just get comfortable with it, but just know that there are all these really amazing innovations and apps and tools coming out. One of which is something called a bot that with a quick Google, you can understand how they work. My advice would be watch one of Steven's shows or one of my upcoming shows, and you'll actually see them in action which can probably explain it way better than, than, than a huge Google article. But essentially what you can do as a host is with a little planning ahead of time and pre-programming, you can use really cool things like, like words that can trigger something to happen or even actions that can, uh, that can encourage something to happen. So for example, if one of your goals, let's say you're selling, uh, let's say you've just put out an ebook, which seems to be kind of a very popular thing. Um, and you want to bring people to your website to check it out or maybe sign up for a free copy. Rather than um, repeating that throughout your show or, or sending links or sending out all these emails that Stephen just said people don't open, you can embrace this new tool called a bot, which the, the data behind it shows more people are interacting. And you might have actually interacted with one already if you're on places like Facebook and you see your little messenger pop up. Maybe you've interacted with customer service it's just a new way of, of interacting. And as Stephen is saying, it's not the entire relationship. It just starts the conversation. So again, don't be intimidated. If you don't know what a bot is, just um, jot it down and, and you're going to start to hear it probably a lot more as more people embrace it. But just know that that is, it sounds like it's going to be a game changer for brands and businesses in 2018. You illustrated that well, because if you have, as you said, an ebook, it's ideal for that. Yeah. Because you can just get people to, to type into the conversation, into the comments, book, and that's it. Just type in four letters and they will yeah. be sent a link in Messenger, which you just need to click. So it's not, and it's not, with some of the systems, it's not rocket science to do this. Right. You can actually do it step by step. Most of them have got a good interface. And the other thing is, the other magical thing is, that uh, they're free to start with. So that you can set up a, a bot for your book and it will cost you not a penny, just your time. And yeah. th this is the time to get involved. I mean, in terms of live broadcasting, we, uh, Jessica and I are pioneers because we've been doing it right. This is the beginning of things. This is where it's getting yeah. started, where systems are stable. You can 99.9% of the time have a show without any problems. So now is the time when everybody can get involved and with bots it's also the same i mean it's been going i know molly mahoney's been involved for quite a while now oh she's fantastic amazing and and she i mean she's just uh she's featured in an article yeah. and her bots reached an audience of a million people it's incredible, incredible. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Molly Mahoney, she's a good person to Google, or if you're on Facebook, just search for her name. Again, if, if I learn through examples. So if you want to see someone who is just a master at really driving engagement during the live stream, look at me using my hands. I will minimize that movement. During the live stream, Molly Mahoney, which is like one of my favorite names ever. It's so, it's so it's such a beautiful name anyway, but it's it, what better name for a host is Molly Mahoney. Um, she's, she's wonderful. She's kind. She's nice. And she hosts an amazing show um, full of energy. One day I hope to have as much energy as she does on camera, but it's part of her brand. It's, it's amazing. And she, she drives so much. I've done it. She'll say, type something in the comments or, or here's a link. And it's incredible. It really is. She is incredible. I can give you one instance of that. I mean, she sends out beautiful, most beautifully crafted bots. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to RJ Redden as well, who also is, is in the same genre. But you cannot uh, do a, a broadcast into a group and have a bot. Yeah? Right. Just what we're going to allow you. So uh, Molly posted in her Facebook group that there was a blog uh, which she'd like people to take a look at. And if they typed in uh, look, then she would, they would get the link. But this is the secret to her success. 140 people replied with look. Now, if it had been a bot, they would have got 140 messages. Right. You can't use a bot in a group. Ah, so that's good to point out. 140 people got a personal message from Molly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's within the group rather than being automated. She's actually being personal. Yeah. Which is a bit of magic. The magic of Molly. Well, the, the magic of Molly. I feel like that should be her next. Her ears must be burning because we're talking about her so much. That's really smart. And that's good to point out. So, so something you may be discovering as you launch your show is I have a business page. You may run a group. You may have a combination between, let's say you have a, your personal profile is your network, plus you might be launching a new thing. Um, pay attention to what kind of, um, or let's say you're not even on Facebook, you're watching us, you're over on YouTube. Um, it goes without saying, keep up to date on what the limitations are with your channel because, you know, uh, depending on the tools you're using, just like anything, you might be limited depending, you know, YouTube might allow you to do certain things, whereas Facebook won't. But even within Facebook, the rules are different. Um, there's a ton of bells and whistles you can use with an official Facebook page versus a group. And that's because Facebook wants to create it. You know, they they allow us to set up groups versus pages to cater to a certain type of um, community that we're trying to create. And that's why there's certain rules on groups that are sort of anti-spam or they might make it a little bit harder to to alert everyone versus a business page, which is more aligned to kind of sales. So. Um, it's a it's a good re it's a good reminder because quite often we'll we'll embrace a new platform myself included and realize oh shoot this doesn't exactly work on a page for example indeed but it's tri it's trial and error isn't it it is the, it, we come back to what we said earlier which is if you if you're going to do something don't think about it just do it the only thing you can do is get it wrong and if you do get it wrong you just do it again right what's the biggest challenge you're hearing from people who um, have either started a show or thinking about a show. Right. The the biggest challenge that anybody has just starting a show is getting an audience. Yes. A consistent audience. And the word consistent is important because if you're going to do a show and you're going to build an audience, then you need to be on at the same time 
each week so people know that you're going to be there yes uh, going back to that don't tie yourself up and say i'm going to be on every day at five o'clock because that won't work because <laughs> you won't be there if you're going to say if you say one or two shows a week i would say to start with uh and if you're going to do a show do it at the same time now it comes down to attracting an audience now you, you will be able to attract friends but we've got to remember that not everybody's totally interested in live video yet that's something jessica and i are working on um but if you reach out to the friends first and start off with by doing personal invites just send them a message on messenger saying i'm going to go live at, in an hour's time at five o'clock i'm going live tomorrow at five so gain contact with your friends and ask them to come along and if they don't come along live they'll at least be watching the replay mm-hmm. what you can do is to actually gain the audience is a simple marketing uh, uh i you you marketed on twitter yesterday that's right you cross did. marketing on uh twitter instagram uh and facebook um just and it works uh, and sometimes we forget to promote our own shows in advance right or or after the fact well, that, that that's true. I mean, it's, it's, it's none of what we're talking about today is rocket science. And it's simply right. things that people forget. And what you could do uh, is to have a checklist. So the show, right, I've got a checklist. I'll, I'll run you through it. And then you can sort of compare yeah. notes. One is to create the show and schedule it. That's the first thing I do. Mm-hmm. I go over to my bot. And I connect two bots to it. Now I've decided that two is the maximum. Right. If you start having four different words, then people, well, it just gets confusing. You've got to yes. And the third thing is to go over to Twitter and post on Twitter or schedule a post on Twitter. And uh, I use a, a, pro- a program called Twit Timer. Mm-hmm. That will post to uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn all at the same time using the same show card right okay so that's my routine now you oh, you've got your routine too what do you do i love it and i just jotted down twit timer so this folks is like the key thing we are we are constantly just little tips and tricks and tools half of it is just the back and forth here it's like oh i've now made a mental note to check out twit timer um or vice versa someone um just yesterday asked me what platform do you use to live stream it's like be live so we're constantly giving that that's all this is uh, like anything, which to me is probably the favorite thing. So my my um, uh, promotion is, and this just is my my background as a as a digital marketer is um, I know that I need to get the word out. The goal is to drive as many people to watch it live as I can. But we all know that a lot of people watch it on the replay because we have global followers. So I know that I'm going to need to promote it in advance across my channels. So I'm doing smart things like tagging, um, giving a little synopsis. I try to let people know like why I'm having Steven on the show, the, the topic of the show. And I'm on Instagram. We are all on different channels, but I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram and I'm on Facebook primarily. I'm on other channels, but those are the ones I use for business. So I promoted it on my Twitter handle. I promoted it on my Instagram and I promoted it here on Facebook. And if you take a look, each of those posts and tweets look slightly different, but they're all communicating the same thing. So I know and this is a beautiful tip given to me by Karen Glasser, who was a past guest on my show, who I know you know, um, the the Little White Lie Digital Network. We're always asking, it's like, when should we promote a show? I don't promote it too far in advance because we're all busy and we have selective memory. 
So I go about a day before, typically mm -hmm. within about 24 hours. I go about, I go about the, the, about a day before across the channels to let people know they're either going to be able to make it or not. And I link to the invite that I send. So you, you know exactly where to go. You can click right through. And that's another thing, a call to action. A lot of people forget two things. You need to be clear, clear about what you want people to do. And you need to link. A lot of people remember one, but not both, or they forget. So be clear on what it is you want people to do. So I tell people about the show. I tell them when to tune in uh, live. We can even call it tune in anymore. And then I link to the show on my tweet and on my posts. And then we do the show. And then if you've paid attention, you'll know after today's show, I will promote it one more time. I actually love jumping over to Instagram after this because look, people on Instagram, might not ever feel like they wanna to come to Facebook, but they are on YouTube. So I'll say, hey, just had a great interview with Steven, quick recap, boom, and then I promote on Facebook. And then I love what happens next because you have the live gathering, but then as you said, Steven, something really cool happens. Even a week after a show airs, I'll get a comment or an email or a tweet. And that I think is the secret to, um, the actual benefit of doing a live show. It's not all in the live. So what happens is you, I start conversations and those conversations have turned into new clients. Mm -hmm. They've turned into uh, future guests. Uh, and then of course, other things like traffic and followers. So I, I look at it in three waves, pre-promotion, the show, the live promotion, and then afterwards. And I try to structure it so it doesn't take a tremendous amount of time. Um, you know, maybe 30 minutes pre, we do the live and then 30 minutes post. So that's that's kind of my checklist. Right, and, and the, the thing is you mentioned there that YouTube, I mean, this is, live video is the best way to create content. Yeah. If you, if you write a blog, you sit there scratching your head for an hour before you've actually got the what you want to write about. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yes. You find it. With live video, Providing as, you, as Jessica's done today, it's all planned, then you know what the show is going to be about and you're going to go through it logically step by step. So at the end of it, you've got a recording. Now that recording exists in its own right. Jessica explained it's on Facebook, it stays on Facebook, people can watch the repeats. But in addition to that, you can take that live video and you can then upload it to YouTube, which is a different audience from on Facebook. Facebook has 2.3 billion users but YouTube has a billion. So, but there is a subtle difference. Well, it's not, it's a real difference. If people come to Facebook, it's to meet friends. Right. If people come to YouTube, it's to watch video. So if you put your video up there, that's what people are expecting to see. Right. Know the difference is what you're saying, Stephen. Know your audience is what I learned my first day, my freshman year at Boston University years ago for my communications degree, but it's universal. And that's such an important point, because what I'm seeing is people are promoting it the same way across the board. And, and I would think that that's that doesn't help if you don't just have that quick second to remember YouTube and just think about why we all use YouTube, because you use it, too. It's it's not rocket science. Like you say, I go onto YouTube and I fall down the rabbit hole of videos. This whole suggested next video is I'm the perfect audience for it. Um, versus Facebook, I'm actually looking to connect with conversations. So bringing it back to a tip for you, if you're launching a live show 
on Facebook, it's going to be a little different than launching your live show on YouTube. Let's talk about YouTube because I know that you've embraced that platform. We've just launched on YouTube my show. We've had a lot of success here on Facebook. Um, what are you seeing in terms of the trends on Facebook? Because I think it can be really, really intimidating for people. Look, we see a lot of millennials who are brave, uh, successful. It's, it's like millennials know how to use YouTube. For the rest of us trying to crack the code of getting a following on YouTube, do you have any secrets or, or sage advice beyond, okay, we've started our show. Is there anything you we can keep in mind in terms of making sure we're effective on YouTube? Well, I, I, I bow to a, a gentleman called Brian G. Johnson on this. Mm -hmm. My guru on YouTube. Uh -huh. And he is the go-to guy. I mean, his book, The YouTube Ritual, uh, explains everything far better than I could. But essentially, what you've got to recognize, as uh, as just said, you've actually got to recognize it's a different audience. And what you can't do is to ask people on Facebook to watch you on YouTube because it's not on Facebook for a reason. They don't want to be on YouTube. So you have to build a new audience from scratch. And you do it the same way as you did when you were building an audience on Facebook. You actually reach out to friends and to friends of friends and you market it in the way, uh, well, as, as best you can. And you've got to treat it as being totally separate. The people you'll see connecting on there are people you've not connected to before. Right. Uh, you've got to respect that and start networking all over again. So it's a, it's a new world. Yeah. I'm the same. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's interesting and, and incredibly intimidating. So Brian G. Johnson, I'll pull up his, his, his background in a minute. He's, he's great. I that's a good, that's a good piece of advice too. I think, um, for me, I've just been gathering YouTubers that I admire. So I admire for their style and trying not to pay attention to their following. You know, so-and-so has 280,000 followers. Okay. And it can be really, we can, we can start to spiral and go, oh my, like if there's one excuse not to embrace something, it's like, I'll never be. But, um, uh, so here, here's a tip that I've, that I've learned that has helped me build confidence. So, um, find other YouTube hosts that you like, forget about the numbers. Look at their style. Look at how they communicate. Look how they brand themselves. What do they talk about? Notice how they string together um, maybe multiple episodes to address a larger issue. And then from from that, it's almost like just start to copy that style again, because as you say, Stephen, just do it. Mm -hmm. And as, as a step two, what I've been doing, and this is what I did on Facebook is Okay, once you're comfortable with who you are, then maybe take a moment to study them. How do they market themselves? How do they promote? Because one mistake I'm seeing is like we kind of rush to market and overly promote ourselves before we've even, we even know what we're going to talk about. So we're selling ourselves before we even know, our, before we have something to sell. And that can backfire. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, totally. I mean, yeah. it's, we've talked about being personal and being yourself. The other thing you've got to have is you've got to have good content. And right. especially on YouTube where the competition is fierce and yes. you're getting people, professional YouTube watchers, and they have criteria. And if you don't, on, on Facebook, um, you've got probably a couple of minutes to catch someone's attention. On YouTube, you've got less than that. So right from the get-go, from the beginning of each show, you've got to grab somebody's attention so they don't wander off 
to a competing video, which is just featured down the right-hand side of the screen. You've got to keep them involved from the moment. Um, and it takes practice, doesn't it? So that's basically, I'd say, treat YouTube as something totally separate. Yes. Uh, make sure that you have the content right for your audience. Now, it, can someone success? Can someone host a show successfully on Facebook and YouTube? And what what advice would you would you give to someone? Because I think well, there's the, value to both, right? Well, there's, there's definitely value to, to both. You you're reaching different audiences, and the content can be the same. But this is this is my uh, bet noir. Let's hear it. Is basically you can technically. Sorry, I've got to ask the question first before I put my feet in it. Yeah. When you broadcast to both Facebook and YouTube, do you do it at the same time? Well, essentially, I use a tool that kind of pushes this feed to YouTube, and then I supplement that with videos I create, not live videos, but other videos specifically for YouTube. So right. I'm I'm keen to know what the right answer to that question is and what you'd advise. So this, this, this show is going out to YouTube as well? Uh, not simulcast. It'll be pushed tomorrow. So there is there is a delay. The only it, I like to offer this kind of exclusively live for Facebook just for that community. But it will end up on a copy of it will end up on YouTube eventually. We're on the same page. I just didn't want to put my feet in it. No. It, I, OK, good. So I'm doing something. <laughs> doing right. something, right? Yeah. Te technically, it is possible that yeah. you do a broadcast to uh, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Periscope. Yes. All at the same time. And this broadcast could technically be going out to all those five or six different places. You can spread your word as far as you want to go and one show can reach out. But your attention can only be on one of those channels. Mm. Your attention today is totally on Facebook, which means that Anybody watching on Facebook is going to be appreciated. Right. Anybody who's watching on a simulcast on Periscope or YouTube or Twitch, they're not going to hear from you till after the show. Right. Now, as the whole purpose of this doing live is to be live, then I agree with you totally that you do one live broadcast where you concentrate on that and then you take the replays and people know it's a replay then. Yeah, I mean, I know a, sh a show a show that used to go out uh, Wednesday nights, and it was a, a Twitter chat. So it ran for an hour, and it had the normal number of questions that a, a Twitter chat show has. It was okay. live on Facebook, it was live on Periscope, and it was live somewhere else as well. And that meant that not only was there a host of the show, there was right. somebody watching Twitter, there was somebody watching Periscope, there was somebody watching YouTube, and somebody watching Twitch. So one show had five people involved. People were getting real-time answers. Right. But they weren't from the host because the host is actually, I mean, we're busy. We're on screen now, so we can't actually be everywhere at once. Right. So is simulcasting. Um, you know, I mean, if you simulcast to two YouTube channels, that's fine. If you simulcast, simulcast to two Periscope channels, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But you start to mix and match. I, I don't think that that works. And I don't think that's, it's not, the thing about live broadcasting is it's personal. And right. if you make it impersonal, then it loses 
its power. All right, I'm off my soapbox now. I'll I love it. No, I'll join you up there. Um, it, it's um, I I am going to hedge a bit here. I, I would think that that is probably going to be maybe one of those bad habits people pick up because I don't I don't think a lot of people know what you just what you just shared. They would just assume, oh, let me let me maximize. Let me they're just going to see it as an opportunity to scale. Oh, let me use this one tool to 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 spread everywhere. So that's that's a beautiful tip uh, because I had asked that question too. Uh, what what is the right thing to do? Uh, especially as these new tools are going to be coming out, we're seeing a handful of amazing tools. We're going to see even better ones come out. Someone's going to crack the code to allow you to live stream everywhere on every channel easily. But but so I'm hearing before you embrace that, remember your audience and remember the type of connections that you are. Remember your objectives and remember the type of connections you're actually trying to create, because depending on the channel where you're at, you're going to you're you're really going to need to be able to cater to that. Otherwise, at the end of the day, remember your audience, your audience is going to be put off or they're going to feel ignored or they're not going to get the same experience that 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 you're trying to create. Right. That's it. In a nutshell. Yeah. So if. If. If folks want to live stream on YouTube, because uh, I know I embrace this this platform that you embrace called Be Live TV. Um, I'm not an affiliate, uh, I suppose yet. I love the platform. I, for me personally, it's something that I recommend others do. Uh, what would you recommend for YouTube if someone is just starting out uh, in live streaming? Because I know there's native live streaming, which allows you to basically go into the native app on YouTube and live stream, or even on Facebook, you can go Facebook live. Do you have a favorite um, tool, a streaming tool for YouTube you'd recommend? I do. Uh, it's called Lightstream. Lightstream. All one word, Lightstream. And uh, that began life three years ago for gamers uh, on Twitch. And uh, they've been developing this year a six person, or eight, sorry, eight people on screen at the same time, which can go out which goes out to youtube live and it integrates the comments on youtube and all i can say is it works um lightstream has uh you can have up to eight people on screen you can have text you can have images you can have screen sharing and you can have live video so okay. the the whole match and it, i've got a friend called uh, vincent burkhart uh, who basically is, well, he is an artist. He also uh, helps young artists with their music, but he is, he creates uh, scenes, stages, which actually tell a story throughout the show. So, for example, I did a, a show with him and we went through the various aspects that I'm interested in. It was all, in, all illustrated by images. Uh -huh. So, we to tell a story. So, Lightstream is my go-to platform for YouTube. So check it out. I'll put a, a link in the comments for people watching. And of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, um, not to get so meta, but you can search YouTube for Lightstream on YouTube and explore their channel where you can get, I'm sure, a quick how-to tutorial. But the whole, the, that's another example of tip sharing. Um, and another piece of advice I'd give for new newbie show hosts is, don't feel like you need to reinvent the wheel. If you spend a little bit of time watching other hosts and watching exchange like this, 
it won't take you long at all to have a little short list of, of apps and tools that we've already explored. Like, um, you know, go explore Lightstream today. Um, it's, it's, it, I'm coming from Steven, it's probably best in class. And so um, try to think of, of, of people you admire and, and pay attention to the tools and the tech they use that we use um, so that you don't have to kind of, uh, we've already done all of that vetting. We've already tried other tools. Save yourself the time and, and do that. So it sounds like I would heartily, wholeheartedly recommend Be Live TV for Facebook. I agree totally. And as would Steven. There are other options, but check that out. And then for YouTube, uh, Lightstream uh, is a good one to check out. That's a question I get quite a bit is what platform. So I wanted to address um, address that. So you've got a following. It's impressive. Your Twitter following alone. What advice would you give us? Let's back away from live show hosting for a while. What advice would you give to folks? We're trying to crack that nut of growing a following, a steady following. What, what advice would you give us? I think that the advice, uh, Tina, um, the advice, just listen. Um, because by, by listening to people, you can actually discover what they're about and is, start a conversation with people, listen to what they have to say, say, show an interest in what they have to say. And live video gives you the chance to do that on more than a one-to-one -one basis. To build up a following takes time. You don't, yeah. just this time is the only thing. I mean, if you've got the intention, then the means are there to do it. And if you consistent and you've got a, a phrase, you've got to be authentic. Right. Authentic and consistent, then not only will you be reaching out to people, but they will be reaching out to you. Yeah. Look, it, beautiful. So it's like anything, right? Sometimes it just takes time. Consistency has been kind of a an overarching theme this whole this whole um, episode. But Stephen, the master, follow his social media and see just follow his style. You know, you're going to see that he's a fantastic listener. Uh, I think one of our first conversations, I had a very technical question, and you heard me, and you helped me fix it. And um, to be a good listener over time. Uh, and that is really going to be how you how you crack that nut of of growing um, growing a following. I'm trying to think of one last question. You actually just answered it for me. You touched on authenticity, so I'd love to hear from you, Stephen, because uh, as a brand, as a marketer, and and this is a question I get a lot with my one on one coaching is how do how do I create an authentic Brand, and I'd love to hear from you. Just as other people, one of the things holding people back from hosting a show is they're like, "I don't have a brand. I don't know how to market myself." They might know what they want to talk about, but they're not comfortable with uh, their brand. Um, is real greater than perfect? Is my question to you. Uh, and and what have you learned from kind of stepping into your own identity and owning your authenticity? How has that translated to creating uh, a solid show? I think that the, my, my approach is, is different to most in that I don't, I think you can create a brand centered around yourself, but that only lasts as long as you're actually promoting it and you've got nobody else to help you. The way that I create a brand and create awareness is to have a team of people who I put a vision forward and then I persuade gently. 
a number of people to actually follow that vision and together we build a brand. So right. a sort of group effort where everybody pitches in, everybody's ideas are equal, but out of, out of that comes a brand. And once you establish the name of the brand, that's important. Be Live in 5 came out about, about by accident because it's a play, of course, on Be Live TV. Mm -hmm. right. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to defer to you on this question because branding <laughs> is my expertise. Be Live in 5 was an accident. Yeah. Beautiful. Most wonderful things are. Um, but I would guess if you weren't open to considering, I mean, you wouldn't have, it wouldn't have resonated with you. Sometimes, you guys, it's, it's a happy accident. Sometimes it's luck. Um, one thing I admire about your brand, if, if you even want to, um, if you even want to call it that is, 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 I would say it's more your style, Stephen. You're warm. You're, so you very, you have the sort of a, a trusted professor, which probably translates from your Udemy courses. Um, here you are tackling this huge subject called live streaming and all of the technical bits and bobs that come with it. Um, one thing that struck me about you was your style, was your brand. Here, here's someone who's completely approachable, uh, and, and, and accessible. So, uh, my advice to people watching would be style can be your brand as well. It's something as simple as how you carry yourself, how, as I like to say, how you show up in the world, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And then to marry it with your own advice, once you crack that nut, just be consistent. Totally, totally, I totally agree. Great. Well, I'm conscious of the time. We, I don't know how we do. We're already at uh, near the top of the hour. Um, uh, so I think we'll we'll wrap up and, and let you go, Stephen. Uh, first and foremost, um, I'll put the handle up again. But is there anything coming up for you? And, and in terms of where folks can pay attention, I'll put up uh, uh, Be Live in Five on there. But what what's coming up for you? What what should we what should we pay attention to? An invitation, Jessica. If you can, there's a show that starts in two minutes. Nice. On, on Facebook, you can join us. If everybody can check out Be Live in Five, that'd be wonderful. And just yes. another blast. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much, Stephen. You guys, I'll link to there. I'll link to the show. Check him out. Stephen, I'll let you go. Uh, happy trails in the UK. Have a great show. And thank you for everybody watching. Take care. And from Wiltshire in the UK, it's Stephen saying thank you. And a big thank you, Jessica. Bye for All now. right. Thank you, Stephen. All right. Isn't he cool? The UK. My goal was to have someone in the UK join me. Uh, as you know, I, I used to live and work there. And so I was like, I'm going to get someone on from the UK. It's so cool. I'm very conscious, though, of like, here I am, a loud American. And then the, the very British way of, of carrying yourself. It makes me dial my volume down. Um, <laughs> but um, so hopefully you learned a lot. Listen, I know that a lot of you watched this show on the replay. And I promised you goodies. I haven't forgotten about that. But what I'm hearing from folks who have a lot of experience on social media and who have no experience on social media is a sudden interest in hosting a live show, which was really the purpose of today's show is to kind of wet your palate a little bit about what it is, because it could be really intimidating. Um, technology wise, it's super easy to go live. But once people have to do it in sort of a business sense, you know, it's the deer in the headlights. So. Uh, if you're just joining me now, hit the replay. Watch this whole episode. Stephen Healy, who just joined, uh, you know him from Be Live in Five on Facebook. He's got tens of thousands of followers on Twitter. He's fantastic. 
completely approachable, warm and humble. He gave us a lot of sage advice, things to remember. And then of course, a few of his favorite tools. So, um, so he's fantastic. I'll have him on the show again. Uh, in, in the meantime, watch him on Facebook. You will learn every single day, including now. Jump over if you're on Facebook for a while to be live in five. Watch him. He's amazing. And then you'll actually see how he hosts the show. Um, and you'll probably see me on a future episode. But quickly on the goodies, uh, some beautiful uh, news that I'm now happy to share. I haven't gone fully public with it, but I am starting a secret squirrel mailing list if you're interested. Uh, we've already got folks asking me for it. Uh, in the new year, I'll, I'll be launching a live show mastery course specific to Facebook, but also uh, with an emphasis on YouTube. But this is growing out of just a massive amount of demand. I've never seen more demand, more questions coming my way. And this show, this this course is going to be a 12 month course. It's live show mastery. I'm not going to do a big sell here, but I'll just let you know what it's about. It's bite sized e-learning. So every month you're going to get a toolkit from me. I'm going to give it to you with about three or four steps in a how-to video. You can digest it in probably 15, 20 minutes, and it's going to be your homework for the next 30 days. And it's going to get you producing your live show day one. So you don't have to complete the course to start your show, which is a headache I'm hearing from other people. It's called Live Show Mastery. You're going to be hearing a lot more about it. If you're interested, you can either DM me or email me. And if you, or you can comment right now in the show, just put live show. Just comment live show, or you can message me on my Facebook live show, but let me know because I will put you on my mailing list and send you some free goodies so that you can, they're actually tips that you can learn now to go live, but that's going to be in the new year. So I'm excited to launch that live show mastery. Uh, watch this space, as I said, and thank you all for watching. So if you're watching me here live on Facebook, thank you for joining me. If you're watching me on the replay, thank you. Thank you. And you can still comment and DM if you're watching me on the replay. And like Steven said, if you're over on YouTube watching me, uh, you're watching me about a day later. If you ever want to engage with me live on Facebook, just jump over to Facebook and find me. My handle is Jessica Payne Official. Um, I will link to it in the in the comments, of course. That's where you can actually catch me live. And I go live every week at 8 a.m. Uh, on Facebook. And of course, uh, we will be going live eventually on YouTube. But that does it for me. Today's episode was how to launch your live show, how to go live successfully on Facebook. If you have questions, let me know. Other than that, uh, thank you for watching Jessica Payne Live. As I like to say, real is greater than perfect because perfection doesn't exist, right? Uh, have a beautiful week and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you, Nancy, mom. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Pay. Thank you so much for watching, you guys. And thank you, everyone, for watching on the replay. Have a good week. Bye. Have a good day. Don't be stressed. <laughs>